episode 57 of winging it i am ali uh and please excuse my voice i've been a little under the weather the last few days but just like jalen hurts i'm not going to let that stop me uh just excuse me if i throw a couple of interceptions throughout this episode uh that's not a dig on hurts but you know we'll get into it but before we get into any of these uh the storylines of what happened last night uh, do not forget to drop us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram. We're on Instagram at wingin.it.pod. And please do not forget to hit that subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube and hit that notification bell so that you are not missing any content uh, because we are coming at you rapid fire. Boys, we had a Monday night football game last night. Uh, we had uh, a lot of traction that we saw um, as far as the, the interview that we had with Birdman last week. There is a lot to get into. First, I'll hand it off to Andrew. Andrew, how are you feeling after last night's game? After last night's game, I'm feeling incredible. After this weekend as a whole, I'm I'm very depressed with how things are currently sitting in the swing in it standings. Uh, congratulations, Ali, first and foremost, for that ridiculous Cardinals pick. I'm actually going to send you a Venmo right now. I'm going to send you twelve dollars and fifty cents. So you're going to get a, a you know it was twelve and a half point uh, you know spread. So I'll go with that. Aside from that, though, man, we're three and zero. We're one of three teams in the NFL who now are three and zero. We joined the Dolphins, who holy moly, a seventy spot? Are you kidding me? And yeah. then our what seems like it's going to be our our true rival this year, the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm excited to get into this game, Alex. How you feeling, man? Dude, there is nothing better than the Dallas Cowboys losing to arguably the worst team in the NFL. We all knew it. We all knew it was going to happen. But man, there's just so much jokes about like Joshua Dobbs and 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 Gannon with fire in your gut and everything. I just I just love it. I just absolutely love it. I mean, Kyler Murray's holding out. Like they just have a guy in there. They're obviously in a clear rebuild. The whole entire you know franchise is 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 really you know starting over essentially. And um, the Super Bowl hopefuls. And this is what they do every single year. They dwarf really really bad teams and then they get their butts kicked and they're exposed for what they are and it wasn't even just like it was errors like the cardinals actually outplayed them they ran the ball on them Dobbs had some really deep throws like i mean uh dak prescott getting picked in the end zone in a big moment again i mean it, it, it it's just it's just typical dallas cowboys you absolutely love to see it you guys also mentioned uh, the Birdman interview last week, and just thank you for all of the support. Uh, we've gotten it about in front of like 8,000 people is when I just checked the view count before this. Um, hundreds of shares, hundreds of, of likes. Um, we have a lot of direct uh, messages from people sharing this with media outlets and 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 uh, independent journalists. So please, if you're, if you're listening to this now, help us get the word out. Um, if you have no idea what we're talking about, make sure you're following us on 
winging.it.pod on Instagram. Um, Ali, Andrew, and I put together a, a really awesome video. I was really Ali. Uh, we really appreciate that, man. And um, it just, um, you know, we just really want to get a story out. And we have a lot of a uh, lot of people supporting uh, Joey and his appeal. And, and we're really hoping that we can see something good come from this. So, so please help us keep up the momentum. And also, he now owes you his costume, Ali. So I guess you'll be expecting the Birdman costume in the mail since, again, your swinging at pick was just that absurd and ridiculous and congrats you know uh i can't wait to get arrested uh when i go to the the eagles cowboys (laughs) game (laughs) but uh no i i mean it's a it's a truly impactful story and and it's easy to to get that many eyeballs when an individual is that genuine uh and that heartfelt uh as a human being and and what I love about these conversa- conversations that we have is that they transcend football oftentimes, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's no longer about this silly little game that we watch on Sundays and Mondays, but it's 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 about people um, yeah. and, and how we're trying to navigate this life. So uh, we're praying for Joey. We're pulling for him. Um, and uh, and Ale- as Alex said, if you haven't um, taken a chance to watch the interview, it's on full interviews out on YouTube. Uh, the highlights of it are on our Instagram page. Uh, so check it out. Hashtag free Birdman. Hashtag free Birdman. All right. But in typical winging it fashion, Andrew, we had a football game. It's time for us to break it down. Let's get into two up, two down. Alex and Andrews, two up, two down. So do you want to start this off or shall I, Alex? You do it. I want to hear what you got. All right. I made sure to not mention a certain something or someone because something tells me you might want to talk about him yourself. So I'm going to start off giving major props, or should I say major preps, to St. Joe's Prep. Why? Who graduated from St. Joe's Prep, boys and girls? DeAndre Swift and Alamed Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. They both brought it last night. Swift has now brought it for two weeks in a row. Um, I'll get more into him in a second. But uh, Zacchaeus, I was really impressed with. I think arguably Hertz is maybe, you know, two best throws of the night. Both went to him. That touchdown pass, I don't know if it was lucky. I think some people thought that that, was, that pass was going to get picked off, but it landed right in the bread basket. And Zacchaeus, second it left his fingertips. I was like, oh, that's a pick. And that was the second throw on that drive by Jalen where – He escaped a little bit of pressure, got rid of the ball, knew he was going to take a huge hit, but still put the ball right on the money. So that was that was really encouraging to see. So Zacchaeus came up huge. I I, we were talking about it in the preseason that we thought he might overtake Quez as our wide receiver three. And I know Quez is injured right now, but Zacchaeus seems to be taking advantage of that opportunity. So I'll add on to that. DeAndre Swift, man, I um, I know. I think running backs have an opportunity to show flash more than a lot of other positions. So when I say that he's the most fun player to watch that I I mean, again, I'll make the the comparison to, to shady, but my goodness, this guy moves at a different speed than everyone else. The acceleration that he picks up even before he takes the handoff. I don't know how you stop it. And he's not a big guy. You know, he's a small, you know, just like this sleek, shifty guy. But when he hits a hole, it's it's like a he shot out of a cannon. So run offense, again, was incredible. I'm going to add on to that right now. 
these numbers for the first three weeks of the season, our rush offense compared to the teams we've played is absurd. Let me share this with you real quick. Week one, we had the advantage 97 to 76. Not a huge deal. Week two, last week at the Vikings, 259 to 28. And now this week, 201 to 41. On the year, that's 557 to 145. 185 wow. yards per game rushing to 48. So I'm not only giving props to our our rush offense here, but I, I want to add another one up. I got to give it up to the Bash Brothers, baby. The Bash Brothers, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and what they are able to accomplish in the middle of this defense. Nobody can run on us right now. And, you know, arguably the reason that we were able to, to have the safety, you know, Nicholas Morrow came in as a linebacker who made the play, but all the attention was being put on Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis in the front. So I am over the moon with what we're seeing out of our run game, our rush defense. And um, yeah, Alex. Yeah. Now to yeah. have at it. Yeah, man. So, so my two ups, the first one is going to be 100% mirroring what your second one is. I mean, our run defense ha- held Rashad, Rashad White to 2.7 yards per attempt, and they got us the safety. You don't see safeties too much in the NFL. So, what a treat um, to, to, to see that. You maybe see that maybe a handful uh in 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 the entirety of the entire nfl so seeing a safety there was was incredible off of uh i would actually say a pretty sick interception that you know unfortunately it was not our interception but um you know there was just so much momentum so much excitement (laughs) the next very next play um just just the 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 two points there Um, i do need to i want to chime in for one sec because i know how much everyone here loves brandon graham and how he's just the best trash talker of all time when they had the ball when when the bucks had the ball on like the half yard line there's a quote he's like you don't want to be here don't run the ball like he warned them and then the very next play no chance uh dude i just i absolutely love it and i also want to call out just when we're speaking about the defense i did tell you it was going to be a multi-turnover game i told you baker mayfield was overdue for interception Jalen Carter, two two forced fumbles, uh, just an absolute stellar performance from our defense. Um, I know everyone likes the seventy points. I know everyone likes these these firework offenses, but defense, and you've heard it time and time again, that's what wins you championships. Uh, I would much rather have a stout defense where people have a really hard time scoring than us than uh you know what we think is a struggling offense trying to get down the field but still winning games. The second stat's really interesting because. Um, I'm going to flash back to, to 2004, 2005 uh, when, we, when we went on the Super Bowl run with that, that all-star team. I remember thinking when looking at the end of those games and they would show the stats, and I remember vividly, there was not a single stat the Philadelphia Eagles would be leading in besides the score. And there's so many different ways that you can do it. You can throw the ball a whole lot, not score touchdowns. You can kick a lot of field goals, right? There's different ways to, to have the stats there. And I remember thinking, I was like, are we go? Are, are we winning football games the right way? And then foreshadowing, we lost the Super Bowl. We played two and a half times better than the Bucks last night. We had there wasn't actually a single significant stat. Actually, every single stat of the game went in our favor. We doubled up on time of possession. The score was obviously higher. We were more third down efficient. Um, we doubled the time of possession. We dominated in total yards by almost triple. There's not a single stat that that we didn't dominate in by over two. We have halved their turnovers. Yeah. So we essentially could have played them twice and not done anything and still would have beat their stats. We played two and a half times better than that team did. 
And that's just a really, really good indicator to me of what a good football team should be doing. There's a lot of people still after that win. And it's funny. Baker Mayfield runs onto the field. Troy Aikman says we interviewed Baker right before this game. He's so excited. This is the best his careers started off in a season. All these new head coaches, he's finally found a home. But then once they showed Jalen Hurts, ah, yeah, but they're struggling, man. You know, yeah, they're 2-0 as well. But, man, this team this team is struggling. It just shows you the mindset of, like, where those two football franchises are at. So we're winning, and we're winning by a convincing way, and we're beating teams. two and a, We're two and a half times more efficient than the other teams there. Um, any feedback or anything in, in, in regards to the stats before I get into my downs? You know, um, first of all, I just wanted to, to, to highlight a couple of things that both of you pointed out, specifically on the defense. But I want to mention, uh, because I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him, Jalen Carter is quickly uh, making himself a case for Defensive Rookie of the Year. The man yeah. is 23 years old. He's only played, what, 90 snaps, so about 30 snaps per game so far, and is easily, in my mind, one of the most dominant presences in the middle of the defensive line on any football team. He's making himself a pretty you know, substantial case for, for winning Defensive Player of the Year. Um, one thing, I, Alex, I'm, I'm super shocked that you didn't bring up my boy, Britton Covey. Britton Covey. Covey. I know. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, Britton Covey might actually go down as the best punt returner to ever touch a football field. And I'm just waiting, waiting for his inception into Canton just to just to throw <laughs> it right back in your face, man. The Britton you know, Covey I, trash is ridiculous. I I knew that he had it in him. I always said mm. that he's ripe to 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 break yeah. one for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. I'll I'll give you I'll give you your props when when you deserve it. Um, but the last thing that I want to point out, guys, from a stats perspective, fifty nine percent, five nine percent. That is the breakdown between Eagles fans versus Buccaneers fans wow. at Raymond James <laughs> Stadium yesterday. Ali, that in is... the YouTube video, post the clip of the post-game interview where they're trying to find a Bucks fan and they can't. So they just yeah. interview this guy and they said, what did the Bucks do? They or, all left early. Or, yeah, they all, yeah. So um, yeah, make sure, you, make sure you, you, you put that into the YouTube. It's incredible. That's... I mean, I, I think back to Birdman's comment last week when he was like, our fans travel and I didn't necessarily sort of realize what that meant until I saw that statistic yesterday. I remember the aerial views of the stadium showing it literally looked like Christmas in the stands because of the amount of red and green that was there. And then come to find out it was 59% Eagles fans. That is ridiculous and amazing at the same time. That's why I expressed such frustration last week that Tampa has all of these championships in the last couple of years in various sports. You know, the Rays have been good. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been good. The Bucks won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. And this is their fan base. So that is like, how do the sports gods allow that? Um, another point I wanted to make, Ali, uh, you were mentioning how Jalen Carter is I mean, he is right now the flat out front runner for defensive player uh, uh, off. I'm sorry, defensive rookie of the year. Um, right now, he's at plus 100 odds. It seems like, hey, it's it's 
That sounds good. Uh, and right now, the second player behind him is Will Anderson, who's on the Texans, and he's at plus 500. So right now, Jalen Carter is the substantial uh, front runner to, to win that award. And man, Covey, 18.8 average on the year so far. So well over your 10-yard average from last year. He's yeah. currently tied for second yeah. in the NFL. Looking so. at you, Ali. <laughs> man, it's, I'm telling, like, he... He looked really, really good, and that's uh, that's an element that we haven't seen in in well since Darren Sproles. So, yeah, All right, I mean, well, it's an element talk- we haven't seen in Britton Covey either, right? Like he wasn't showing these flashes and bursts of speed last year. But what? again, yes, he was. <laughs> he did. He did. I can't he finished. With you, Ali. I I really can't. I I can't. Stop trying to justify. Just say that you were wrong. I'm amazing. I'm I am CEO of the Britton Covey fan club. I pulled out the stats. I showed it. I, he averaged more yards per return than Darren Sproles did in his rookie year. I mean, you, you got to give the guy some props. I will give but him. But what, props. Ali? But what? But what? <laughs> but he, but he can't score a touchdown. He, he will, and I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to happen. All right, let's get into the criticism. The favorite thing that this fan base likes to do. We can't just be content that we're three and zero and move on to next week. Uh, we always have to be critical. The first one I think is a pretty obvious one, um, and, I, and, and I made a joke in our group chat last night, but I basically said Jalen Hurts went from an absolute run threat to Peyton Manning's running ability in about six months, and it's just a very, very, very different game. I have some stats here with me, but you know, in, in 2023, Hurts is just not the same, and it's not even close. Uh, just to kind of give you some perspective, in 2022, through the first three games, Hurts ran for 167 yards on the ground. Uh, this year right now it's at a hundred, give or take a few plays. I'd love to see like what that number looks like in like week eight or nine when we have a larger sample size, but there's obviously a big decrease in, in production. He's also like just sliding a lot easier. I feel like he's, he's not running as fast as he would. I remember last year, man, he's, he's going down to the goal line, lunging for touchdowns against the Vikings. And I just don't feel like we're, we're having the same Jalen hurts and, it was really bizarre to me to see him in this shotgun formation all day um, and like this like gunslinger like role that he had. And and I don't I don't doubt that Jalen Hurts can can play there and, and be, you know, somewhat successful. But that's not his strength. You know, you look at a team like the Dolphins and they use Tyree Kill really good. They create a lot of misdirection, a lot of a lot of chaos. The, the teams don't know how to act. And last year, that's how teams felt about us. You had to respect it. We didn't have an RPO. We had an RPOR, run, pass, option, run. They had to have a spy down. They had to take someone out of coverage to cover Jalen because they didn't know what they were doing. And there was a lot of open holes, a lot of open pockets that Jalen easily could have escaped out of and ran, and he's being forced to throw the ball. I don't know if it's Brian Johnson. I don't know if it's Jalen trying to protect him because he wants to be the franchise quarterback. But I think Jalen is a totally different quarterback this year. Besides the tush push, uh, I can only remember maybe one true RPO that we saw last night with that AJ Brown drop touchdown. That was a little bit high. Maybe another one in the in the game, but um, guys, like should should we be worried? Is is the is the characteristics that make Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts changing? And how do we feel about it? Well, I think the pass that was high to AJ was high because it had to go over. Like there was a defender right there. It was there a good pass. It, it was a it, great I mean, pass. Yeah, and that was more on it. You're you're a wide receiver. You got it. You got to catch that ball. And he also dropped another uh, touchdown. Um, I'm not worried. I think that teams are now obviously planning much more for Jalen the run threat, 
And so, yeah, they're trying to make him more one dimensional. They're they're making him throw the ball, which is which is smart. Um, luckily for us, we have plenty of success running the ball um, with with our running backs. I think that he to me, he's still converting on third downs. He's he, like there's times where I see him turn the corner and he's lowering the shoulder and I'm like, he's going to pick it up like. So I think he there's still um, the situational running for me is still working out just fine. I know that we're looking at yards per carry and it is it's a huge drop off from last year. Like I, you see 10 for 28 and you're like, oh, that's. But then again, how many of those were just one yard plays where they were just trying literally just trying to gain a yard or a half a yard? So uh, sometimes that messes up the averages. Um, I'm not worried. I think that. It's just a matter of this offense. Just, yeah, just, just gelling more. Uh, Ali, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't necessarily think I'm worried because Jalen has continued to evolve what his definition of a good quarterback or a proper quarterback should be since he came into the league. Frankly, since he came into college, he was not as accurate as he was uh, in college um, and and his accuracy had gotten significantly better Um, as he got into the NFL. His accuracy had gotten significantly better. Um, He was looking to run uh, far more. His uh, rollouts out of the pocket were often to his right side, never to his left. He modified that last year and that significantly increased the options in his game. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily worried about Jalen as much as I'm worried about the relationship and the offensive play calling that we've got with Brian Johnson. And even still after yesterday, I'm seeing improvements in that as well, right? So in this case, we've got a situation where two people are kind of feeling themselves out. Jalen has clearly modified his game so that he can uh, opt for longevity instead of making the big plays, which I don't disagree with, right? Like we need the guy, um, not just for this season, but for many seasons to come. Um, And in this case, what I think I'm seeing is more about the relationship between our offensive coordinator and our quarterback uh, more than what the evolution of our quarterback's game is evolving to. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I I disagree, but actually I I I do disagree. I just think I think Jalen Hurts just looks like a totally different quarterback this year. I I just I I think the thing that makes him really unique is the fact that he's not your traditional pocket passer. And you're telling me that teams are scripting him. If they're scripting, if, if, if they're anticipating, if they're doing a god-awful job because there's a lot of green field in front of him on a lot of plays. So I actually don't see it that way. But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll just have to, we'll just have to see what, what, what happens um, upcoming. It does take me to my second down, and we can kind of, you know, uh, continue this point. Um, I am a little bit worried about the play calling, specifically red zone efficiency. Um, you know, I, I think... The fourth down on the first drive, we had some momentum. I could I could kind of get behind it. But the fact that we're throwing the ball, when you have DeAndre Swift, who averaged 8.1 yards per carry, you're putting Kenneth Gainwell in on fourth and short. I mean, I, I it, it, if you're at the 20-yard line and your guy's getting 8.1 yards a carry, in four runs, you will get to the goal line if we're looking at the averages here. Of course, it's not going to work like that all the time, and the personnel is going to look a, bit, a little different. But, you know... From the perspective of like, that's how an average works. That's how an average works. What are we doing throwing the ball? What are we doing? Hey, we need to pick up this fourth down and put Kenneth Gainwell in. I'm just worried that like boneheaded play calling like that 
is really going to manifest itself in like really big in really big moments where we where we can't make mistakes like that. I feel I I can't remember too many times last year where we're sitting here yelling at the play calling once Shane took the sticks and started doing it. We were all making a joke because we saw Harry Roseman on his phone. He's like, "Screw it, I got it, guys." Brian, you don't know what you're doing. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start texting the plays to Jalen and and have it read into his ear. I don't know. So we can kind of continue that point with Jalen yeah. and play calling and whatnot. But but those are my two downs. I think that we've shown a strong ability to make the proper adjustments as the game has gone on. So it does feel like some of the uglier play calling comes in either the first or the second quarter, or maybe it's just been like that the last two weeks. Cause with the Vikings, we came out very pass heavy. And then once we started running the ball, we didn't look back and it kind of, um, yeah, the first half was ugly yesterday because we left a lot of points on the board, which was which was also my my you know my first down because the red zone efficiency was rough. We're used to seeing this Eagles team, especially on the first drive of the game, march down the field, eat a lot of clock, and then eat a lot of clock, and then um, and then be able to 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 finish by putting six up on the board. Um, we didn't convert on fourth down. It was questionable to bring in Gainwell, like you said. Um, another, I'll, I'll just add my extra down in here is like. When I look at the box score, I don't want to see DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell that close in touches. So uh, Swift had 16 carries and Gainwell had 14. A little bit of that is because I think Gainwell was brought in towards the end of the game. And that I totally agree with. You want to preserve Swift, keep that man healthy. So I get, you know, that, that that's a little bit of it. But in that fourth down situation, running the ball with Gainwell felt a little a little questionable. Um so yeah, just, I'm, I'm basically just piggybacking off of both of yours, but um, I, I think yeah, those some of those drives should have ended in touchdowns, and that would have really um, expanded our lead well more than ten at halftime. And you know, I'm scarred by a ten point halftime lead. So um, yeah, but all these things will get cleaned up, and and just to kind of my, the last thing I'll say about Jalen to your point, Alex, is while there is worry, and I've been worried watching him the past since the beginning of the season, I saw things last night in the past game with him that mm-hmm. put me a little bit more at ease. He Agreed. was looking down the field. He was not just making one read and then taking off. Um, and he showed the ability to make NFL throws while under pressure. So yeah, that there were enough times. Yeah. That, that pass to Zagias on the sideline yep. um, was, was, was really well because that was like his last progression, figuring out what to do. I thought he was just going to toss it out of bounds like we've seen him do. Uh, yep. He gets a little bit of pressure, rolls to the right, and he said, no, 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 no. So that was really good awareness. And he, him and A.J. Brown, man, I don't know what happens, but I know Jalen Hurts is allowed back in the Brown household. He's probably invited to the cookout this weekend because they are back on the same page, and you just you love to see it. Everyone's just much more happy when A.J. Brown's catching the ball. So whatever, yeah. Jalen, keep it up. An emotional discussion is always good. Am I right? It's always good. It's always good. And, and you know what, I, Alex, I don't disagree with you that Jalen Hurts looks different. Um, Donovan McNabb had to modify his game pretty substantially not throughout after one his season. career. Not after yeah, one not season. after one season. But if you look at McNabb's uh, serious injuries that he took throughout his career, they came in pretty early. So I would say that if the Eagles are doing one thing, they're learning from their mistakes of making sure that they're protecting their quarterback with the right play calling. The second piece, um, Andrew, you made a tremendous point just now. At the end of this game, right, we're, we're figuring out how to call plays throughout the game. At the end of this game, we got the ball back 
with nine minutes and 22 seconds mm. left in the game. And we didn't give the ball back to the Buccaneers. Yep. That to wow. me is an understanding of uh, what it's going to take to keep your offense on the field with the right play calling. So whether it's a heavy dose of run, which by the way, over the course of the last, uh, what is it? 17, six, 23 games. Whenever the Eagles have 30 or more touches on rushing plays, we are 16 and one. When we mm-hmm. have below 30 touches, we're three and three. So there is a direct correlation over the last couple of seasons for the Eagles that when we run the football with heavy doses of 30 touches plus, we win football games. And I think Brian Johnson, it's going to take him maybe a couple of more weeks, so long as we do it before the bye week, so long as, frankly, before we do it before Cowboys week. Um, I think he is going to continuously progress, continuously grow, and we're going to see more and more of these drives of nine minutes and 22 seconds, almost two-thirds of the quarter, where our offense is on the field the entire time. Ali, how many games have the Eagles lost with Jalen Hurts as their starter? Regular season games. Um, I got I, I got a count. I mean, over the last like I know there's the the crazy stat over the last twenty two games. I think he's like twenty and one. Um, you know what? Yeah, That's I, probably what I'm thinking of. I uh, I think that I had eliminated pre-last year from my memory. So that's probably more of the stat that I was going along with when you you mentioned how when we run so much, you know, we only have one loss over that span. And I'm like, well, a lot of that is because of, of the quarterback. So, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, yeah. the quarterback's ability to run the ball. The quarterback's ability to run the ball. Yes. No. It, and and it's it's... One of the things that Jalen said after the first week one win was we're trying to find our identity. I think we know what our identity is. We are a running football team. We are, I I think, second in total rush yards behind the Miami Dolphins who played Madden (laughs) against the Denver Broncos this past week. Um, So even, (laughs) even with that, I would, I would be shocked if by the end of the season, we're not the number one rush offense in the league. Yeah. We were last um, DeAndre Swift, I wanted to mention earlier, there's only right now there's only two running backs with over 300 yards rushing. So uh, McCaffrey is the league leader, a little over 350. And uh, yeah, Swift just surpassed 300 last night and barely even touched the rock the first game of the wow. season. So uh, pretty, pretty promising things there. Yeah, no, I think I think DeAndre Swift is going to have a revitalized uh, uh, career here in Philadelphia. He loves to be here, and he he looks cool as hell, man. He got the zero, got the visor, got the got the towel, the swag. I mean, he just he looks good. He looks I good, my, man. He, he my DeAndre Swift, my DeAndre Swift jersey's on back order, man. I'm still I'm still waiting for it <sighs> really? to get delivered. Yeah, I guess it's not a huge shock with how he's with how he's been performing. Like, right. Seriously, I he is so fun to watch. I can't every play. He's just, it's like automatic five yards deep. And I know our offensive line is jumping over people. He's just, it's, it's it's incredible. The athleticism is, is, is unbelievable. Guys. I I know, I know last week I said that people tend to overreact in the month of September. So if you'll allow me just one quick overreaction here in the last (laughs) five seasons, there have been 25 teams that started three and Oh, and 20 of them made it to the playoffs. So statistically, we're on the right side of history. 
Um, and then yeah, the I second- think NFC Championship is kind of the expectation this year, not not just making the playoffs. So <laughs> no, I, I get that as well. I get that as well. The, the second question that I had to to both of you um, is how do you feel about our secondary, specifically with Josh Job? I, I'm not too comfortable with him i understand why we shifted james bradbury over to the slot position because it was going to allow him more opportunities to go one-on-one with chris godwin which i feel like is a better matchup than than josh joe but it seemed like mm-hmm. pretty early on in the game baker was targeting job and it was working pretty well for the most part so what are your thoughts on him yeah i wish i could watch like the full you know i mean i haven't just sat and just watched josh job um getting getting toasted on it but it did seem like at the end of every very few big plays the the Buccaneers made. Josh Job was kind of the 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 closest defender in the vicinity, right? So, um, as a secondary as a whole, I love what I'm seeing. Darius Slay should have had another pick yesterday. We're creating so much pressure. Reed Blankenship is just a freaking stud. Your boy Sidney Brown with the big breakup on Mike Evans. So secondary as a whole. I am not I am not saying anything negative about the secondary. I think they did exactly what they needed to do. Baker's stats were absolute garbage heading into the fourth quarter. I think he only threw like 75 yards, like something like ridiculously uh ridiculously small. Josh Job's the weak link. You're going to have a weak link. It's going to be him. We've had way worse years and way worse people there and I think, you know, one one person in the whole entire mix isn't isn't something that I'm like our secondary um, our secondary is bad because of that. If that makes sense. What do you think? Drew? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Baker threw he ended the game with 146. So yeah. it's not like we got torched in the secondary by any means. Uh, their leading receiver was Mike Evans, who's a stud. He had five for 60, you know, average 12 yards of reception. There was no huge play. His long was 24. And that was the longest uh, reception that anybody made. Uh, their their tight end, who's been getting a little bit of attention, Kate Otten, one catch for 16 yards after two weeks of really getting getting hurt by the tight end position. Um, a lot of this obviously has to do with our ability to pressure the quarterback when you're able to just bring in so much pressure. Uh, the quarterback's going to have to get rid of the ball quick. And if that means the most open person is going to be who Josh Job is covering, if you're keep if you're still eliminating the big play, it's it's fine. You know they they finished with yeah. 11 points yesterday. Like our defense really really looked looked sharp. So um, these are things that we'll continue to pay attention to. It was it was good to see linebackers making some plays yesterday. Um, I think that that's probably still our overall number one fear. But again, with our defensive front, you're just seeing how important it is to win the game in the trenches and how that makes everybody else's job that much easier. So. Overall, not too concerned. Yeah, I think uh, foreshadowing to next week, and we're going to do a separate episode on it. It's going to be a little bit interesting to see what an unproven Sam Howell does. It sounds like he's had highs and lows. We'll kind of see how that kind of plays into everything. Early indications, it's going to be a trap game. I think if we can get past, past the Commanders, we have a very real shot of being 6-0 and before we play the Miami Dolphins. Um, Andrew, why don't you take us home? Well, I made the mistake of taking the Washington Commanders and swinging it last week, and I was the only person to lose. So while all all three of you, while while Ali, Alex, and Birdman were all just racking up points, I'm still in the gutter. But I do want to make a quick announcement. We're going to need the audience's help this week. We're, we do not have a guest on this week, so instead, 
We need the audience to collectively come together and decide on what you as a whole want to be your swinging it pick. So we will be sending out a post on that. Please, we'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll all be looking in the comments to see what everybody likes this week and whatever the most audience members agree on, that's going to be your pick of the week. So uh, we all have some work to do here. Guys, thanks for listening. 3-0. and It's really freaking exciting to to doing this thing again. We're 3-0 and last year, doing it again. Uh, looking forward to uh, one of our very few 1 o'clock games this weekend, but we will definitely be back with everybody uh, in a couple days to preview that game. So thanks for listening. Go Birds. Make sure to give us a listen. Apple, Spotify, follow us on Instagram. Much love. See you next time. Peace. Peace.